Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! Hey, D! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Hello and welcome back to the Believe in Timberwolves podcast, part of the Believe Network. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke. I'm sitting here with Doug West. It's been a while since Doug and I have sat down, but the Timberwolves played their last preseason or their first preseason game last night. Um, first off, Doug, how was the end of your summer? Are you ready, rejuvenated to get back <laughs> into some Timberwolves talk? Yes, the uh, summer and the summer went well. Um, you know, got to get done with all the summer basketball play some golf, uh, you know, do a little traveling, nothing, nothing crazy, but just, you know, spend a little time away from the game. Um, you know, I, I, I spend my whole season high school basketball, then right into AAU basketball. And it's just so much that you have to sometimes back away and, uh, just, just get away from it for, for a little bit, get yourself re-energized. I usually use August for that. And, uh, yeah, we got going again in September. So back at it. Well, the, the golf course is a great place to take your mind off of <laughs> everything is. else. Um, definitely. Well, I'm glad that we're able to do this now that the season's about to start up. Uh, did you get a chance to watch last night's game? I know you were pretty busy yesterday. Yeah, I, I actually watched uh, the first half of the game um, actually today. Um, I watched it online. So um, I saw the first half of the game. For some reason, my computer was acting a little crazy. Yeah. When I was watching it. So uh, it, kept, it kept, you know, slowing down, going in and out. But I, I was able to see the first half, saw that um, Ant started where he left off, huh? Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he definitely looked really good. Um, Last night was kind of weird. No Gobert, no Towns, no D'Lo. So really what we're looking at is how's Ant look physically? How's Jaden how's Jade look? And then you're looking at those, those guys that are fighting for those roster spots, right? right. I thought Ant looked fantastic. His jumper looked smooth. Um, I thought Jaden looked really good too. Uh, kind of picked up where he left off too, because in game six of the series against Memphis, Jaden had the best game of his career. And I thought he looked really solid. And it's, again, it's just preseason, you know, right. the heat were without Jimmy Butler and a couple of right. their key guys. Um, but overall, I thought the team, I thought the team played really, really well. So what did you see from Ant that makes you say he picked up where he left off? Like specifically just like athleticism wise, scoring wise, defensively, like all of it, all of it, all of the above. I mean, you know, he, he, he was very efficient from the field. Um, you know, he, <laughs> I think, what did the guy call it? He, he didn't call it a Euro step. He said he was, 
he was doing something. He was uh, surfing, surfing in the ocean with his with his uh, euro. He went down the middle. Um, he looks stronger. Uh, he looks stronger. Um, you know, as we know, he shoots the ball effortlessly. Um, just, just uh, outstanding talent. Um, you know, someone who's just looks like he's ready to take those steps uh, to just continue uh, to you know, put the team on his back, but also continue to, to elevate his game to the next level. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing was that he did look stronger, which is crazy to say, because he's been a, you know, 235 pound, six foot four player already in his career. Uh, I think they said he put on like 15, 10, 15 pounds of muscle this summer, which is like, he is like, and no, they said no body fat gain, just straight muscle. It's like, he's like a tree. He's solid. He just looks solid. And so last night he had 24 points, um, nine for 15 from the field. So that's like 60 something percent, 66%. Really, really impressive um, for him. I was super impressed. Like, like you said, mostly physically, he had some nice moves, but I just think the jumper looks smoother too, which is going to be a huge step forward for him. I think the thing I'm looking to see more in the next few preseason games is what his in-between game still looks like. He had mm-hmm. some mid-range jump shots, but it, is he going to pull out a floater? Is he going to have anything in that mid-range area to really be a true three-level scorer? Because he has a little mid-range jumper. It's kind right. of iffy from time to time. I think a floater would unlock a ton for him. Oh, yeah. A floater is going to unlock, unlock a ton for him. But just his ability to attack the rim... Um, his ability to attack the rim and create for his teammates as well. Um, and, you know, as you said, he's a three-level scorer. Um, floater, I mean, deadly. Uh, because he can get to the basket. Um, he, and he, he, it seems like he's, he's more aggressive and he's looking, I mean, to get those, those extra six to eight points from the foul line as well. Just, you right. know, get his body, you know, that stronger body, um, getting to the free throw, free throw line, some end ones. Uh, just being able to finish around the basket. Yeah. So yeah, efficient night for him. Like we said, 24 points, only 15 shots, uh, shot. Fantastic. Jaden McDaniels didn't take a lot of shots, but he was four for five. Um, he hit both the threes. He took grabbed three rebounds. He only played 19 minutes. He's he knocked knees with Tyler hero and the coaching staff just took him out. They didn't, they said they, <laughs> we've seen all we need to see. We'll take him out for now. Um, I thought he played really solid. I think his role is going to be very important this year. He's going to be playing a lot as a small forward where last year, you know, he teetered a lot between the three and the four. I think he's going to play more at the three. Um, I'm looking a lot for like how fluid he looks with the ball in his hands, how, you know, when does he choose his spots to shoot from three? When does he um, decide to put the ball on the deck? I think the most impressive thing I saw from him though, was in transition. When he runs in transition, he uh, can make a huge difference. And I think he showed that last night too, that he can get out and go. He's got that length to finish over guys. He's also quick enough to get down the court and beat people there. So I think those are going to be the key areas for him is getting out in transition and just knowing when to put the ball on the floor and when to shoot the open three. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, um, you know, him getting out on, out on the floor, um, being able to finish, um, being able to knock down shots on the offensive end, rebound the basketball, um, you know, I, I mean, I would just, I'm looking at him, I'm thinking he's going to be the, the small forward starter, um, yeah, for the I season. Would think so too. Um, and you know, the, the thing that's, 
And, you know, we talked about this from day one um, that that's really going to separate him is what is he able to do on the defensive end? Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking he's going to be locked up on the team's best, best player most, most nights. Um, and it was interesting. You know, like I said, I watched, I saw the first half of the game. They were talking about him. He was guarding hero. And, you know, one of the things with guarding a shooter of hero's caliber and McDaniels guarding him is he can use his length um, to contest those shots. He's able to give him a little more space than, than, than some other players are. So he kind of, he kind of puts that a player like hero in a, in a thinking mode when he's shooting, you know, like wh- where is this guy? Um, you know, I, I can have flashbacks right now thinking of KG putting his arms up, um, <laughs> you know, contesting shots when I was playing. And it was just like, wow, where did this arm come from? And uh, McDaniels has that same, that same type of uh, capabilities on the defensive end. Yeah, and I think, I think the biggest thing with Jaden, especially defensively, is the fouling problem. He got into right. a lot of foul trouble last year, limited his minutes that he could play um, so as a starter now, you're expecting he's going to play more minutes, but he has to be able to rein in that foul trouble so he can stay on the court. He's not valuable yes. if he's in foul trouble and sitting on the bench. So I think that's the biggest thing with his defense, too. Even if he doesn't necessarily get better as an on-ball defender this year, if he tones down the, fou- the fouling and can stay on the court for 30, 32 minutes a game instead of 20, 25 minutes a game, I think that's a big uh, step in the right direction for him, too. So... I'm just interested to see what that looks like, how, um, what he's worked on to like make that right. a priority. Um, but like you said, the length is something that especially shifting from being the three, cause it's pretty much set in stone. Like, up, uh, the starting lineup is going to be D Ant at the two, Jaden three cat four, Rudy five. So that's going to be really important for Jaden to, well, one, he's going to be on the perimeter more than he was last year. Um, but using that length, like that is, the biggest thing he has is his quickness and length combined to play um, defensively on the wing. So hopefully he can, you know, tone down the fouling. I think that'll do a ton for him. Um, but last night, good. I would say last night, still three fouls. He only played 19 minutes. Like, can you, I mean, it's preseason, but that could be considered foul trouble as well. I think, I think, and this is really going to be interesting whenever you know, and you said it, you know, about him being on the ball defender. He has the ability to give uh, most players more space and having Rudy back there and funneling people into Rudy. I mean, that's a, that's a big difference. I think Rudy, a cat, those, those guys on the court together will allow him to not foul as much. Um, I think him having to battle playing some, uh, some power forward at, at some, sometimes uh, last year allowed him to get into some foul trouble. And I think him not having to do that will, will be, will be a, a great um, advantage for him this year. Yeah, I think so too. And like you said, like he's able to give them more of that space and not have to get as far into guys because he has that backline defense um, with right. Rudy there. I'll be interested to see who um, his minutes correlate more with. Does he play more with Cat? Or does he play more with Rudy or is it going to be like around an even split? Because it sounds like uh, Finch wants one of Cat and Rudy on the floor at all times. So it's going to be like 20 something minutes. They're both on the court and then each of them are going to play as the lone center um, for the rest those extra minutes, which I think is a good idea. I mean, you always have, mm-hmm. you know, an all-star caliber big on the court at all times. 
Um, but I'm just interested. It sounds like D'Lo will play a lot with Rudy, which makes sense. Pick and rolls on offense is going to look really good, and it's extra backline defense for D'Lo. Um, and Ant's going to play a lot with Carl. Uh, they can also run a little pick and roll, but there's a lot more like pick and pop or driving kicks opportunities right. there. Um, where does Jaden fall into that? That'll be something interesting to track. Um, cause he's going to play a lot. He's going to play more than he did last year. As long as he, like I said, isn't in foul trouble. Um, I think you could go, go ahead. ahead. No, well, you're you look at, as you, as you were saying, and I'm thinking about that, you know, you look at him as he could have one of those roles, like a, um, uh, what's his name? He's, uh, we got him here in Philadelphia now. Tucker? PJ Tucker, yep. PJ Tucker, PJ, yep. you know, if he's able to just knock down threes, sit in that corner, that ball gets to him, he's able to knock down those threes, play defense, rebound the basketball. You know, he's not going to bring that same toughness that PJ Tucker has. He's a he's a different type of player. Yeah. Um, but the defensive end, uh, being able to make shots, he is longer than a, than a PJ Tucker. Um, and I think he has more ball skills too. And so definitely like, has more ball skills. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So he's just not going to be someone that's just going to just stand there and shoot. He can also put the ball on the floor. And as you said um, at the beginning, getting out in transition, getting easy baskets. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just excited for Jaden. I think that's the player I probably the most, ex- other than the obvious, like what's Rudy <laughs> going to look like in Minnesota. Jaden, I'm super excited to see what he looks like. I also thought uh, Jalen Noel looked really good last night. We'll see what his role looks like um this season and uh i also thought torian prince came off the bench he was the first guy off the bench obviously not all the starters were there but he scored 19 points um he he looked really good last night too uh anybody else stand out for you that you saw i know your boy uh eric pasco also villanova product he played last night he played Um, a few minutes 13 minutes didn't score uh you know Big body. He's a big body, but Eric's so undersized. He really doesn't have a position. Um, yeah. That's a, you know, it's always, he's athletic as can be. Um, but, you know, I, I can remember seeing some of the game. He's guarding the big guy uh, from Miami and he's just taking, finishing him at the basket, you know, time and time again. So, you know, that's, it's a, it's a situation where Eric has to find the right fit for him. Um, you know, and, Austin Rivers, he he had good minutes, but didn't wasn't able to put the ball in the basket. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's a good game by them, though. Um, you know, you have uh, starters out on both teams, but uh, I thought the team played well, moved the ball well, um, competed, uh, put up 121 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nathan Knight's a guy that I thought was pretty impressive last night. He he has his uh, deficiencies for sure, but he's an aggressive. Uh, an aggressive player. I'll be interested to see if there's, to me, it feels like Knight and Reed, like the wolves don't need both of them because of, because they have cat and Rudy. So I am curious which one of those two make a team. Cause I'm kind of at the point where only one of them is going to actually make it. And I guess that can lead us into one of our questions, but <laughs> what, um, what do you think? Cause like, really there's only, three spots on the roster for um, between like Nathan Knight, uh, Nas Reed, Bryn Forbes, Eric Pascal, PJ Dozier. Uh, you could also throw in like uh, CJ Ellaby another guy that would be fighting for those spots. He didn't play at all last night, but he played like legit minutes for Portland last year. They were bad, but he still played a lot and showed a lot on the defensive side of the ball. 
I mean, who's going to make the team out of those, that group of six, <sighs> there's only three spots. Like, I don't well, know. It's, it's interesting because, you know, you know, you sent me, you, you, you sent me these questions, you know, right. these questions that you had. So I was looking at this one and those three spots and as I was watching the game and I was looking at night and I'm like, what? I just another big body. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't think, as you said, you know, that three big bodies like that, I, I just don't think it's needed. Um, I think you need some more athleticism, um, you know, as, as you're, as you're looking to your bench. So I, I'm going to think, think that Nas is going to be the guy that he's going to be one that sh- sh- may stay. And I'm just going to give you two that I'm thinking Nas and Forbes. Um, Forbes you know, is for sure making it. I yeah. am. The wolves need that shooter. And yes, he he's about as good as they get in like pure jump shot. He looked really good last night. Yeah. So, you know, when you say three spots, I look at Nas Reed and Forbes getting two of those spots and then, so that leaves us with another spot. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's really going to, it's, it's, you know, it, when you get down to that point, the coaches are really looking for, sometimes it's like, is, is there a, the right bench guy, um, right. the right locker room guy, um, you know, that's still going to come in and get his work in and get better um, and still contribute to the team. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. Yeah. And, and I guess you could say there's four spots and then throw like Austin rivers in there. Mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of positive talk about Austin rivers at media day. Um, I think that Austin rivers has a very solid chance of making this roster. He in Denver played really well last year, played really good defense. And it seems like his mind, his mindset kind of shifted, like come out of high school. He was top ranked recruit in college, went to Duke came to the NBA and he kind of played like he was the best player, even though he wasn't. And the right. last couple of years, you can see his mindset has shifted into being like, okay, this is what I have to do to stay alive in this league, play defense, shoot corner threes. Um, and he did that really well for Denver last year. I could see that being a very useful thing for the wolves, especially mm-hmm. if Noel's not playing well, that you have another backup guard that's going to play defense. Cause Jalen Noel is not a great defender. So if you need to put some defense in there, you have Austin Rivers. Um, so I've just kind of assumed he's going to make it, but he has a non-guaranteed contract. So he potentially could be a guy that gets replaced if somebody else shows that they deserve that spot more. Yeah, well, I didn't know he had a non-guaranteed. I think it's partially guaranteed. Partially guaranteed. Sure. It's yes, not fully I, I guaranteed. Um, and, you know, he's he's been around. Um, he's a yeah. vet. Um, he's played... I'm sure he's, he's been in the playoffs. Um, he's, he's battled. Uh, he's, he, he knows he can play different positions. He can play the one, the two or the three. Um, and as you said, he can, he can guard. He can, he's a very solid defender, knows the game, um, coach's son. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where, you know, I didn't even think of him as being one of those guys, but again, you still have to go out there, perform, um, and, and, and make best for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, he, he's playoff experience. He's played 65 playoff games in his career. Um, so he has that experience of being in playoff series. Um, I think he's made it to the second round a couple of times, like three, four times. And other than that, you know, he's never made it farther than that, but none of these wolves players have made it farther than the first round, except for right. like Rudy Gobert, Bryn Forbes won a championship. But I mean, those main guys haven't won a playoff series before. So having 
some of that, whether it's just a bench guy who maybe doesn't play all the time, it's a locker room presence. Like you said, um, is going to be very important. Like, yeah, he's doc's son, which I mean, I'm sure he has talked a lot philosophy wise with doc and kind of has some of that understanding of the game as well. Um, so yeah, he's a play. I just assumed he's going to make it. If I had to predict though, with those other guys, going back to the original question, I actually, part of me thinks that Nathan Knight's going to make the team and that the wolves are going to trade Nas Reed. And I think the reason I think that is the wolves aren't going to have a real spot for Reed going forward. And they kind of want to, would want to like do him a favor and be like, Hey, we're going to trade you somewhere. You can can actually play. You can try to get paid because I think he's on the last year of his contract with us. We're not going to re-sign him more than likely because he's going to want, he's better than a $2 million player. That's what he's at right now. But the wolves just don't have a role for him to pay him more than that. So I could see where they sign Nathan Knight to a cheaper. I mean, they have him for two years instead of one, but they have him maybe pick up his team option next year, or they sign him to a new contract, send Nas out, try to get a second round pick for him or whatever. Um, so that's my bet is that Nas mm-hmm. doesn't make it. Nate, Nate Knight does. Um, and then I think Bryn Forbes is one that makes it. And then um, I actually think, uh, I think PJ Dozier is going to make it. Okay. He came from Denver. I mean, Tim Connolly's here. So, so they have that connection. Him. He's a big bodied guard. You know, he's like six, 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 I six, think. Six, six, so six. he's got good size as a guard. He plays great defense. Um, offensively, he's pretty limited. But I think it's like one of those useful guys you can have, kind of like a Josh Akogi. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. But, you know, just somebody to provide some energy. And he had like, he was getting legit minutes on a very good Denver team. So like, he's an NBA caliber guy. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm realizing now is the Wolves have real depth at that end of their roster. Uh-huh. where they have actual like NBA caliber players fighting to just make the team where normally right. it's like the wolves got like 12 NBA guys and three guys that should probably be in the D league, the G league <laughs> somewhere. So um, that's what I would bet. I would bet it's Forbes Knight, and uh, Dozier. Dozier. Yeah. But you never know. We'll I will find out sooner or later. Yeah. We'll definitely find out uh, because eventually you have to, Put your 15 down or your 17. I think they keep 17 now. With a two-way, yeah. Two two-way, two-way yeah, guys. Two-way, yeah. Which Pascal's on one and AJ Lawson's on one. Part of me thinks oh, that. Oh, so. I think Pascal will keep his two-way, I think. Mm-hmm. And then part of me thinks like AJ Lawson won't keep his two-way and they're going to like sign either like Ellaby or if Dozier doesn't make it, they'll get Dozier on a two-way. That's kind of my thought, but we'll see how it all shakes out when it actually comes to fruition here in a couple weeks. Yeah. A two way would actually not be bad for Pascal. That would, that would be, I think it'd be good for him. I think it'd be good for him. Give him an opportunity to go play. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had a very emotional kind of media availability. Did you hear anything about that? At I did media not. Day? He like, no. he was talking about how he was ready to retire from basketball. He was, you know, just felt lost. Donovan Mitchell kept encouraging him. And then, uh, the Wolves called and signed him, and he like got that joy back to play. But he said it was pretty dark time for him this summer. So it's kind of if you want to, if you go to YouTube and search it up, like you can watch it. But he was very vulnerable and kind of opened up about how tough this summer was, and he didn't have people calling his phone. And you know he had he had such a great year, his rookie year in Golden right. State, 
And then he just kind of hasn't found a footing anywhere else. So. Yeah. The, the, the business is hard. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a tough business, you know, and guys, you know, they, they think, you know, you, you've been successful in college, you know, you, you go to the NBA and you think, oh, this is easy. You start off your rookie year, you're playing a lot, um, but it, <laughs> you have to continue to play that way. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't let yourself, you can't get outside of yourself and think that you are better than what you are yet. You have to really stay humble in this game. Yeah. And I don't know, a great interview. A couple of guys had great interviews. Austin Rivers interview was really good. Uh, a couple other guys, Cat wasn't there because he was sick. Let's talk about that for a second. He had some sort of like, I guess, some lung infection, something that put him in the hospital. And he said he wasn't cleared to walk till Saturday. Part <laughs> of me wonders if that means like they're like, just rest, stay on bed rest. Right. I don't think it was like, oh, his body was so, you know, he couldn't walk. I think it, that's what it sounded like, though, when you, when you heard it. It was like, why? I'm so I, sick you couldn't walk. And I don't know anything, but if I had to right. just guess, I'm guessing it's more of a, hey, just like take it easy, stay laying down, like try to get some recovery time. Don't like be up and moving. So I, I would guess that's what it is, but I don't know for sure. But I just know the cat is a little overdramatic at times and that, <laughs> I don't know. So either well, way though, a, he was it's, sick it's, and did lose some weight from that too, so. It's funny you uh, we were talking about getting getting together and, and getting this rolling again. And I saw <laughs> I saw the news where he's like he's allowed to walk. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, like what what did I miss? Like, did he yeah. like something happen? What's like what's going down? And uh, yeah, I'm just happy that he's he's uh, you know, he's better. Um, I saw him in Miami on the bench, um, you know, what I say he lost. He lost like 10, 10 pounds. pounds, but some, they said some of that too, was just like off season workout. Like he's trying right. to slim down a little bit too. So we're not mm-hmm. sure like how much of it was. Cause he was sick. How much of it was because, you know, he trimmed down a little bit. Um, but it sounds like it's nothing to worry about for like his availability for the start right. of the season. Sounds like he's going to be good there, which is going to lead into <laughs> the first question. Like that transition. I got, I knew, um, I knew you were going with it. So we, it sounds like we might only see Cat and Rudy if we're lucky for one or two of those preseason games. The Wolves play five. They didn't play in the first one. What do you think? Are you worried chemistry-wise on the court that those two aren't going to have? I mean, they've been practicing together the last couple of days. Do you, are you worried that they're not going to have enough on-the-court time and they might start the season slowly? Um, yes. I mean, I'm, I know they're going to get the time and practice. Um, the chemistry though, in the game, you know, and it's not just Cat and Rudy. I mean, it's Cat, Rudy, D'Lo. Everyone around them. A- yeah. And, you know, it's, it's all of these guys trying to figure out the spacing on the court. Um, you know, the schemes. Got, schemes uh you know um what what sets we're going to run um you know and really seeing how these guys how these guys play together um because you know that it actually that question there led to another question that you had had presented about the start of the season yeah and you know i had to go and look and 
why the NBA does does the schedule like they do. Um, you know, where you know, I think five of Minnesota's first 10 games are Oklahoma and San Antonio. I mean, they play San Antonio, it seems like for a week straight. I mean, yeah. it's like home away, a game, and then to San Antonio again. They uh, let's just run through. I'll run through it. I have it pulled up. First games at OKC, who have like no bigs. Like their right. bigs are like Isaiah Roby and Jeremiah Robinson, or like Robinson smaller Earl, who's guys. Who's not a big? Who's not a yeah. big? Right. At home, then they play at home against the Jazz, who obviously have a have completely different roster. Then they go to OKC. And again, there's no Chet Holmgren in OKC either, so there's not even that aspect of it. But if there was, I mean, he's not a—I mean, he's big, but he's not a big that's going to guard Cat and Rudy. Anyways, right. so those three are pretty easy. Then you got at home against. Okay, the hold, Spurs on, hold 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 on. We, we we're going to have a discussion, you and I. Okay. <laughs> no game is easy in the that's, NBA. Okay. <laughs> there are no easy games. Let me in rephrase. The NBA. <laughs> Just, they. <laughs> they should they be should favored in favored all those games. to win. Okay, yes. there we go. There we go. So at home against OKC, at home against Utah, at OKCs, then two at home, San Antonio against San Antonio, and then at home against the Lakers, and then go to San Antonio. So that's their first nine game. No, seven games. That's seven. Three so against the Spurs, two against the Thunder, one against the Jazz, and then okay, the Lakers. So those first seven, the way you're looking at it, you're saying. Seven and zero, six and one, bet at worst. That's I think that's where my question comes in. Is if you had Cat and Rudy for those games in the preseason, Cat didn't miss the first week of training camp, right? Then you're looking. You know, we win. Maybe the Lakers beat us. Maybe the Lakers are really good this year. You're six and one. Maybe you drop one game because it's hard to go on long wing, winning streaks in the NBA. Maybe you're five and two. Now it's trying to learn on the fly. Part of it seems good that you have a Those weaker teams. opponent to start your right. season. So even while you're trying to figure out all this chemistry stuff, you still have an opponent who theoretically you're better than, and you should be able to beat them. Um, that's the worry that like, look at OKC, like we said, no bigs, Utah, they got like, I mean, they have some talented players. I mean, Mike Conley's still there. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson's still there. Um, but, like, big-wise, they have Jared Vanderbilt. They have uh, Walker Kessler, who the Wolves traded them. They got some other guys. Like, they don't have any big stars. Um, and then San Antonio, they got Pirtle, who's a solid, very solid center. Uh, but, like, their, their power forwards are, like, Keldon Johnson, who's, like, 6'5 or 6'6". Like all these teams don't have size until you get to the Lakers. So it'll be a good start, but it's also like, how much can you take from that when you don't have like quality bigs playing against your two star studded uh, tandem? You know, the way, the way I look at that whole situation there with the, you know, lack of quality bigs on the other teams and um, the bigs that, that we have with, with, with the Wolves, you can't really look at who you're playing. You got to go out there and just get right. better every day. Because again, that these are actually great opportunities to get to know each other, to to learn each other, you know, through these games. Because I did look at the schedule. Because if you look at the next 10 after those 10, it's tough. It's tough. Then it's so 
Phoenix, Milwaukee, Rockets, Knicks, Rockets. Phoenix, Grizzlies, Cavs, Magic, Sixers, Heat. That's a tough, yeah, that's tough to follow up with. So it, it, it would be great to start out seven and three at worst. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to, you have to come out the game. Especially considering most of those games are at home too. It's, right. Exactly. I think like three in their first 10, they have one, two, three away games. Yeah. I think it's seven three, at three, home. Three, yeah. Three so it's, you know, you build that fan base, you get that energy, you know, hopefully, hopefully, because again, no game in professional sports, I'm just going to say professional sports yeah. is easy. Um, but to just build that chemistry, that team chemistry through the games and then let it flow into that next 10, I think is, would be great. Yeah. So I would say I'm a little worried just about getting court time for everybody involved. Yeah. I mean, you got, and you got guys that are starting in the preseason that aren't going to be starting in the regular season because people are missing. That's going to be whatever. Leads me to my next question. Who do you think is going to get the most minutes off the bench? Because like we said, it's going to be D'Lo, Ant, Jaden, Cat, Rudy, starting five. There's a couple guys that I would say are up there, but I would like to hear who you, I mean, like, who do you think mm-hmm. is the top three minute getters? And then who would you say actually does get the most minutes? Well, I think, I think Anderson is going to be one of, one of the top guys off yeah. the bench. Kyle Anderson. Um, you know, he just does so many things um, and he's going to be able to come in at that power forward spot and either move Carl down to the five or Carl comes off Rudy, whatever, you know, and play able to play with those guys. Yep. Um, I, I think, you know, <laughs> Terry and Prince. Yeah. And it's either going to be Noel or Rivers. <laughs> Noel or Rivers. That's what that's where I'm that's where I'm at. Yeah, it seems like there's one spot for Noel mm-hmm. and Rivers, and it's not like it's going to be one night it's going to be one of them, and one night it's going to be the other. You know, I don't right. know if they're both going to play in the same game very often. I would agree with you. I think Anderson will get the most. Yeah. I think Prince will probably get the next most because Prince is versatile to play some four, play some three. Um Anderson too. Now this is an interesting question. Do you, if the wolves need a third center, if there's ever not cat and Rudy on the court, do you think that that third center is either Nas Reed or Nathan Knight? Part of me thinks it might be Kyle Anderson. If you're ever going to go small, I could see Anderson playing at the five. He's big. He's oh no, he can no. He's he's six eight, six nine. I mean, he's yeah, he's, and he's, he's strong, strong, great defender. It's great. I he can, has a great he has a great base because he doesn't yeah. jump much. He never jumped much. Is you know slow motion we call him. You know, yeah. so he's he you know he knows the game. He's an excellent passer. Um, great passer. Basically um, played point guard when he was in college. Like he is oh, a high school and high school yeah. and college. He was a point guard. Yeah, um, and he recruited uh, him at Villanova. He was a point guard. So. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, he's a New Jersey guy. So uh, we know these New Jersey guys out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, him playing the, so what would, what would that small lineup look like to you? It would probably be, you know, where it's Anderson, like Prince McDaniels okay. Anderson, and then Prince, pick, McDaniels. pick your guards, you know, like D'Lo right. or J-Mac and Ant or what? Noel or, I mean, it's, it's not going to be a big thing. Like, 
because like we said, it's going to be Cat or Rudy on the court 98% of the game all season long. Right. Unless someone's hurt. So like very small instances, maybe they're both in foul trouble Mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, we'll just throw Anderson out there because we need defense and we can't trust Nas Reed or Nathan Knight to anchor our defense. I'm just, I could see where a a world where his minutes, some of his minutes are coming at the five. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a a problem with that because you also have certain teams in the league that are smaller that are smaller. And, you know, you can put a a team out there where with him at the five, where they can switch everything Mm -hmm. um, and get up and, and, and defend people, you know? So then it comes down to being able to rebound the basketball um, and I think, I think, I think it could work. I think yeah. it could work. I, the, the longer it's been since the, <clears throat> excuse me, since the Wolves signed Kyle Anderson, the more I just keep realizing how impactful that signing is going to be for this team. Mm-hmm. He is a really, really good player. And he fills a lot of the gaps that the Wolves have of just like a steady bench guy. Now you have like, two very steady bench forwards with Prince and, and Anderson, and they're different types of guys, you know, Anderson's a lot better of a playmaker, but he's a worse shooter. Prince is a much better shooter, (laughs) Shooter. not as much of a playmaker. They both can put the ball in the deck. They're both good to great defenders. I'd say Prince is a good, solid defender. Uh, Anderson's, I would say pretty close to like a great defender. At least he's super versatile. Um, so I'm, I'm actually like in love with that move. And even if the Wolves didn't get Gobert, like that Anderson move made a lot of sense. So right. I'm excited to see what that looks like. And I mean, we're talking about a guy who scored literally zero points last night. And we're just like <laughs> in yeah. love with him. But he and had five rebounds, block. five assists, plus 14. Like he was very impactful in a preseason the, game, but impactful the funny, nonetheless. The funny thing is we're sitting here and we're talking about, and I'm thinking back to his high school and college days and we're saying he's a great defender. And I'm like, wow, that's those words put together with Kyle Anderson. If so, you'd have told someone that 10, 15 years, they'd been like, you must be crazy. But yeah. he, he found, he found his, his spots in the league where he fit in and what was best for his game. And he's just, he just made the best of it. And people, there's kind of the same thing with McDaniels though. Like, in a high school and college, McDaniels was like, okay, he's got the length. Like he could be a good defender, but he hasn't been. And he comes right. in the league and like right away, he's like, great, not great. He was good his rookie year. He was pretty close to great last year. It's weird. Just some guys realize like I'm at this point in my life, like I'm not going to be the star anymore. So here's what I can do. And for some guys that saves their career, finding it sooner rather than later. Um, very true because you have to figure out where do I fit in on this team? Like I mm-hmm. want to play. What do I, what do I have to do to get on the floor? Yeah. And usually a guy coming out of college, he's been a scorer or whatnot. And the coach let him, let him go a lot, you know, just, you know, um, just slide through on the defensive end. Well, you get to the league, you figure out, well, I have to be able to defend to stay on this floor. And this is what I want to play this league. So they figure it out. He's done yeah. a great job of it. I mean, Kyle Anderson came in to the league, played for the Spurs, played, I mean, Tim Duncan, Manu mm-hmm. Ginobili, Tony Parker, Patty Mills, Kawhi Leonard, Danny <laughs> Green. Like, there was guys on that team. Like, that was a, like, they had just came off a championship, not, was that it? They might have won one. They might have won might have been year. his rookie year. 
or maybe it was the year before, but either or something around that time, like that's a championship caliber team. He's yes. not going to be the guy on that team. So he right. had to find that role. All right. We got a couple of questions left. Um, the one was just the Noel rivers. Who's going to play more minutes between those two. I, I think it's going to be Noel. It feels like it's Noel's job to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're four months from now, you know, and we're like a three seed and, Austin rivers is getting all those minutes and we're like, wow, when did that happen? It's like, Oh, he's playing defense. Um, and he knows his role. So I'm still going to bet on Noel. Right. But I won't put much money on that bet. And I agree with you hundred percent. And I would say Noel early on and the see, see the trajectory of the team. If they're, you know, as you, and you said it perfect too. you said four months, Four months down the road. <laughs> Four so months February road. around All Star break. All Star break when it starts getting into those last thirty something games. You know where we're trying to get a we're we're trying to get a a, a seed. What seed are we trying to get? You mm-hmm. know, and you it has to be more on the defensive end. So it'll be interesting to see how Noel attacks the season. You know, we know he can shoot the ball. We know you can put the ball on the floor, but now you have to. D up and he that light may flick on for him too. So what, what it'd be interesting to see how that how that transpires. It also is interesting, kind of the question I had with McDaniel's, like how much are his minutes tied to Gobert? Because then his defense, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it matters less when Gobert's got your back versus if Cat's got your back. Like if he has Gobert back there and he plays with a couple more defensive guys, he has a little bit more leeway to not be depended on as being like point of attack guy. Like, right. You know, he can, you can put him on a lesser type of player. Um, or if he does get blown by, you have that, I mean, an elite shot blocker back there, but you never, you never know what that's going to look like. So I'm going to stick with Noel. I feel like it is his to lose, but it wouldn't shock me if he does lose it. It's as talented as he is. Um, defense is going to come down to, like probably deciding who's gonna who's gonna take that spot and that's that's you don't realize how great that is to have rudy sitting back there i think <laughs> I, mean, that, I, I think it's gonna, gonna be I, I know they're gonna try to lift them and pull them out or whatnot but you can get up and defend people get in passing lanes because you know you have an elite shot blocker yeah. in the back oh that's awesome and it's and it's utah had great defense like really good defenses and they didn't have much for perimeter defensive. They did Bojan, right. Bojan Bogdanovic can't guard anyone. Donovan Mitchell outside of like his rookie year, didn't want to guard anyone. Like there was not good defenders around there and Rudy still had them. The wolves have better perimeter defenders. I mean, we have bad ones too. D'Lo not good, but we do have, I mean, Ant when he turns it on really good, Jaden's good. You'll have Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince. Cat's going to be probably pretty suspect at the four, but like, when you have Rudy there, like you said, you can afford to have some lesser guys out there. So I think the Wolves are going to be really pleased with that, especially fans. Cause we're, we think of drop, we think of a drop defense and we're like, and oh. drop defense cat, cat was terrible, but it's like, no, you have the best drop defender in the league on your team now. So that, uh, that's going to make a huge difference. All right. Last question that I had written down. I had, and this one's just kind of very speculative. Who do you think is most likely to get traded um, 
from this team this year. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's anybody big, but like, you never know. Like, well, you, you gave me, you gave me the answer earlier. So the I'm going to stay, stay with your answer because, you know, when I looked at that and I was like, get traded, like, wow, man, we're talking, we're thinking <laughs> yeah. like to think that that way already. And we haven't seen these guys play, but you're, you, what you said about Nas in the situation makes sense. It, yeah. it, it would make sense if that happened. Um, you know, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say Nas because you gave me that answer. And the only other, I could see it kind of the same thing with Noel is if Noel does lose that job, right. Do they trade him? I don't know. I would bet probably nobody gets traded probably because like we don't, most of these guys either it's the first year with the team Mm -hmm. or like they're not worth much. So it's like they're under the bench guys anyways. And you're not trading any of your like top eight Top players. Guys. We have to throw, we have to throw them in to, yeah. to make salaries match or whatever. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's not happening. So I would say probably no one, but I think Nas is the most likely. Um, well, hopefully he makes it through. Yeah. And, and if he doesn't, I think it'll be a situation where he can get some playing time, which is yeah, probably good for his benefits, career too. Where it benefits him. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much all we got. Maybe next time we can do some like, predictions on like how you know what seed we think they're going to finish record why you know kind of some of that stuff um but for now i think this is good we'll watch some more preseason games we'll see if you know some cuts start happening i think they play again on thursday tomorrow play the lakers yeah play the lakers tomorrow so i think that's on tv too tnt game or uh i think i think it's a tnt game actually yeah they have two against the lakers and i don't know which one's TNT and which one's not, but yeah, NBA, they have because they play one in years. Vegas and then they play one. That's tomorrow, I think. I think the Vegas okay. game is tomorrow. But yeah, so they got four preseason games left. They play the Lakers twice. They play the Nets, and I think they play the Clippers on Sunday. Yeah, Lakers tomorrow, Clippers Sunday, then Lakers next Wednesday, Nets next Friday, and then that's a, October nineteenth. So two weeks from today, opening night against OKC, home home opener and season opener. Um, but yeah, maybe next, next time we'll get some predictions, kind of figure out where we're gauging this team at, but anything else you want to add before we, we hop off? No, nah, I was just excited. Uh, you know, it's, it took you a while to track me down there, you know, but it's, uh, I'm excited to get, to get back, get going again. Um, you know, again, you know, I had my, my rest, I've been off of my ball. So it's, 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 uh, it's basketball time. It's yeah. I think it's colder here than it is in Minnesota. So what do you got? We got like well, well we're in the two right in the, now. Yeah, it's definitely colder. We're in the fifties because we've been dealing with the hurricane, the remnants oh, yeah. of Hurricane Ian. That's all for the last through. four days. Four days. Yeah. It's been it. It just stopped raining today. It's been four days yeah. of just straight rain. So we had some um, cold days. It was down in the forties and fifties, but it came back up a little bit. It's really nice out now, but winter's coming. You know, basketball season starts and then it's like, oh, <laughs> here comes the snow. Winter's so, coming. Yeah. yeah. October is winter month in Minnesota. But yeah, I love fortunate. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Doug, for we got this done. We'll uh, probably be back uh, next week, probably sometime, um, hopefully pretty soon. And then, uh, then it's Wolves time. So I'm excited. And hopefully we can. We're probably not going to see Kent and Rudy before we record next time, but maybe we'll get lucky. I I think they're gonna play. I, I think they're gonna play next game. I see them. I think they're gonna play. All right. Tomorrow night. Go play tomorrow night. We'll see.
Okay. All right. Well, this Alrighty. has been the it's been the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Ben Online. I'm Brendan Hedke. He's Doug West, and we'll be back soon. Peace out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.